Welcome to the Endurance Partners, Inc. show with President and owner Lisa Von Masso. Lisa practices a methodology based on her Sandler training program. Here's Lisa. One of the questions I often open up one of my uh, training classes with is show of hands. How many of you, um, you know, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no hands go up. <laughs> the, uh, the reality is, is, you know, the answers I get are um, fireman, astronaut, doctor, NHL players. Yes, that's a very Canadian answer. Um, but I do not often get a show of hands when, uh, when I ask the question, salesperson. I think because um, most people have a preconceived notion or we've all sort of grown up with a belief of, of what a salesperson actually is. You know, I think a lot of people... Um, including myself, the sales trainer, our first inclination is to protect ourselves when we feel like we're about to be sold to. Um, I need to protect. Um, and I'll give you an example. Uh, a year ago, my daughter and I were out shopping for a used car for her. She had a job and she needed a vehicle. She'd saved up some money. So it was time. But we had a budget um, we knew what we were looking for. And of course, as her mom, I had some safety uh, concerns. And uh, we go out to a used car lot. And as we roll into the parking lot, and she, of course, has printed out all of her sheets yes. on the cars she is most excited about and would like to look at. Before I unlock the doors of the car, now, keep in mind, I'm a, I'm a sales trainer. I, I'm surrounded by salespeople every single day. Um, my words to her before I will unlock the door and let her out, as the salespeople are approaching us across the parking lot, we are not buying a car today. Do you understand me? We are not buying a car. I call that the pact. The pact is, don't defy me here. And, and don't take a different approach and don't let these salespeople sway you. So here we are, and I'm trying to protect myself and my daughter. <laughs> well, we managed to walk around the parking lot and look at some various cars. Um, she even test drove them, um, and or a couple of them anyway, and uh, we never bought a car. Got lots of information. Um, our salesperson was very informative and told us a lot more stuff and gave us some things to think about. Um, probably spent over an hour with us, actually. And then when it came time and he was hoping, you know, is there anything we can go into the trailer and talk about? Mom stepped up and said, no, but why don't you give me your business card? Yeah. Give us the weekend to think about it. We'll chew on this a little bit. Probably need to talk to her dad, too. Um, here's my card. Give me a call next week. So he called, and he emailed, and I never replied. Yeah. And I find that that's what many of us face, is that, you know, we have this experience. We, when we're looking for information, we take that information 
um, from the salesperson and they give it to us freely. Of course. Um, and then when it comes time to commit to something, um, we're dodging that commitment. And that's what I did. Well, here, here's, here's a perspective that um, I'd like you to consider. And that is, before that conversation even ends, we should have a pretty good idea of whether there's a need to contact or not. Right. If the answer's no, um, the answer's no. Right. So one of the things that I believe it takes the pressure off the salesperson and takes the pressure off the buyer is when you set the expectation right up front, look, why don't we have a conversation? I'm sure you got some questions for me. I've got some questions for you. By the end of this, and maybe you even want to drive a couple cars. By the end of this conversation and by the end of, of maybe test driving a couple of the vehicles here, if that piques your interest, if nothing tickles your fancy, if nothing is, is interesting to you, it's okay to tell me no. Um, but if there is, then maybe we decide we want to go into the trailer and, and, and crunch out some numbers. I want to put you into that car, and we're, we're kind of picking on car sales, but we're using it as the example. Yeah. Um, see, I'm not necessarily pulled by that statement. That statement actually kind of deters me, and here's why. Who cares what I want? Yeah. The, the buyer doesn't care what I want. The only person who cares about putting you in that car, when I make that statement, I want to put you, you in, in that, that car. car. It's about me, right? not you. And, and I think that's where many of us lose our way. Um, is that, and lose trust, frankly, um, because we're... We make it about ourselves. It's very much about me, the salesperson. And, and I think when we start shifting our mindset to realize this might not be the right solution for you. And you know what? It's okay to tell me if it isn't. And if I don't think it can do what you want it to do, by the way, I'll, I'll tell you that too. We have a couple techniques um, that that drive this point home. One of them is, is really about psychology. Um, we call it the negative reverse. Don't get in the way of where you want your buyer to go. Okay. So if your buyer is showing you that they're interested, they're excited about your product, the last place you want to jump to is in front of them and try and drag them over the finish line. So how about uh, we go inside the trailer and, uh, and I can whip up right, a contract right. for you because that tends to become more about you, right? Right. Um, our view is negative reverses, pull it back. Actually go a little bit negative, a little bit neutral. I, I'm glad to see that you like this car. It sounds right now like it's a pretty good fit. The solution's a good fit. Would you mind if I asked you just a couple more questions just to make sure that we've explored all the options? And by pulling back a little bit, where do you think the buyer goes? It's having the ability to not get impatient, not get overexcited, um, and not lose your perspective. Again, it's about the customer or the buyer discovering 
they can't live without your product. And, and, and then the other term that comes to mind in this is equal business stature. It's a term that I believe many salespeople, it's a concept many of us struggle with. And I can think back on my own career at times when I really didn't demonstrate equal business stature. Equal business stature is really, we're equals. This is not about me serving you. And if I serve you, uh, or if I give you all kinds of free information, and uh, especially in a technical sales environment, I call that free consulting, um, let me baffle you with all the features and benefits of my product or my service. Um, and surely you will realize just by my sheer brilliance and how knowledgeable I am that you'll want to buy from me. Nothing could be further from the truth, okay? Equal business stature is about, we're going to ask each other some questions. It's important for me to understand what's important to you. And then once we do that, I'll have a pretty good idea of whether any of the things I have available to me are a good fit for you. And we can talk about what that looks like. It's not being subservient to the buyer, but rather being on equal footing. What that means is if we're going to be honest with each other, if we're going to have treat each other like professionals, respect each other, respect each other's time, respect each other's um, challenges, um, and share each other's problems, um, understanding what the, the problem is that the customer may need to solve. Um, that actually is service because the service I'll do to you or provide you with rather is um, I might not have a solution. And if I don't, I will gladly tell you that. Um, I might even know someone else who right. does. To clarify what I'm saying is that Service to me is the interaction to getting to the truth of what you really need and what's fit for purpose, not what's fit for purpose for me, the seller, or what suits me best or gives me the best commission or the best margin. It's let's have an honest conversation, and through that conversation, we'll figure out whether we're meant to do business or not. I, I think traditionally, most of us who find ourselves in, in longstanding sales careers were not taught to sell that way. What does that mean to you when I say always be closing? You see, selling to me is not something that someone should feel like I'm doing to them. Yeah. Uh, it's selling to me is a conversation. And the point of the conversation is to get to the truth. The truth of what you're really experiencing, what might motivate you to make a change in what you're doing, and determining honestly whether I have a solution that can resolve that for you, make your life better, uh, take a problem away, or maybe I don't. Instinctively, I also want to be closing, always want to be closing. But here's the thing. I stand a far greater chance of closing 
the more I know about you, the more I understand what you're experiencing, the more I understand what your limitations are in terms of budget, in terms of how a decision might be made within your organization or your company, how long you've been experiencing challenges, um, or what you may, what opportunities you may be foregoing. And when I can put that into perspective now and provide you with a solution, here's the reality. Money almost becomes secondary because we have defined what's valuable to you. And, we ha- and that's where value lives, in, in how well we define what you need. Money, in terms of budget, resources, timing, um, problems that you're experiencing, we call that pain and how you're going to go about making a decision. Who do you want to sell to? Do you want to sell to qualified prospects? Or do you just want to take a shot at whoever's passing by? Because I want to take a shot at people who have who are well-suited for what I have to offer. And my job is to make sure that I'm finding them. And I'm going through a process of actually determining whether we're a good fit or not. You've been listening to Lisa Von Masso from Endurance Partners, Inc. You'll find Lisa's podcast right here, 24-7 on Radio U. We'll see you again.